Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hello and welcome back to another episode of IP Frequently, where I am once again, my colleague, partner, and good friend, Mr. David Pridham, a man who took the same position on T.C. Heartland as Justice Gorsuch, David the Tenth Man Pridham. And on IP Frequently, today, we've got a, a number of things lined up, as we usually do, for the IP world, and uh, as we usually do, we'll give the IP world a good, swift kick in the nuts. There's nothing as head-clearing as a good, swift kick in the nuts, David. I think you'd agree. Well, I think that depends whether, you, whether you're the kicker or the recipient of that kick. Both. Right? I would say both. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been on I've been on primarily one end of that, mm. um, and I can say it can certainly help you refocus things, but Correct. it also could put you out of commission for between five to ten minutes. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of folks in the patent space that you know you could give a good swift kick to to deserve and earn one. Yeah, but this is yeah. not about naming the top ten people in the patent space you'd like to kick in the nuts. Is could it? be. It could be. But we should maybe save that for a later. It also doesn't comport with the production notebook that I received earlier today. That's, when I that's true. For this. That's true. Uh, but it was a good notebook. It had a pop-up page in it, which is one of my favorite things. Well, again, I, I think pop-up um, books have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think they're very expensive to produce. And at times, they create uncertainty in the mind of the child. Well, I mean, that may be true, but children love uncertainty. It's only the faint of heart that seeks certainty, David. Only the faint of heart. And children rarely, if properly raised, are faint of heart. That's why you've got to have heart. All you really need is heart. All you really need is heart. You know, when the odds are saying you'll never win, that's when a grin should start. And let the sun shine in. Take, Take it with a grin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what are we, what are we talking today if we're not uh, talking about the 10 people in the industry we'd like to kick in the nuts? Well, that's a fair question. I've got to tell you, I feel like I've been kicked in the nuts every time I read Mark Lemley's Twitter feed. I don't even know why I do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is why do that? It is like a kick in the nuts. But I have his latest. It's like a bald-headed lunatic headbutting you in the nuts. I have his latest. Do you want to hear it? Why not? I am on CNBC talking about patent venue and the Apple Nokia settlement. Who cares? He tweeted that. It's right here, Mark Lemley. I th- it doesn't say Mark Lemley official, but it says Mark Lemley. Does it have a picture of him? Yeah. Of course. I mean, why would he ever send anything out that didn't have a picture of his own cell phone? It's actually a nice photo. Mm. I'm sure it is. That is disturbing, though. It's nice, though. See? Oh, that's sharp. Yeah. It's sharp. Yeah. Makes me want to take law classes or kill myself. Or kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Good running mm. headbutt to the groin. You know what I'm saying. You know what's interesting about that? I, I actually clicked through on um, Dean Thur- Thurston Lemley's Twitter feed, and I listened and watched as he talked. And as first, punishment for something? Were you well, no, I, I was interested. I wanted to learn something about the IP space. That's what this is all who? about. It's a constant evolutionary process where the goal is to learn more about what you do, become a master in your craft. What are you talking about? Like Bob Feller, the great pitcher, the great yeah. uh, Cleveland. He never read Lemley's tweets. He never, you don't think so? No. If Bob Feller were alive today, he would be on Twitter with Mark Lemley. 
why? That's a good question. Yeah. But I, so I watched the clip of the, and, and it, 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 part of it was about the, the old uh, T.C. Heartland decision, which we talked about on a prior podcast, which I'm not going to get into <clears throat> anymore. I behind you. But part of it was also about the big Apple Nokia settlement. And what is amazing to me, as someone in the space um, that involves patents, is that someone could actually get on CNBC and absolutely say nothing about a topic or less about a topic than he said about that. Um, he said, well, we really don't know much because it's a confidential settlement, but you know, it could be beneficial to Apple and Nokia. It's basically what he said. No fucking shit. Okay, thank you very much. It's like newsflash, top of the fold headlines, nothing, nothing. Just look at it blank, right? He hasn't told us anything about that, and why is that? That is because there is no transparency in uh, the, 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 the whole patent licensing business, and that's a problem, don't you think? I agree, yeah. I mean, not only is it a problem for someone who's dumb enough to get on the news and talk about something he knows nothing about, but I think the point you're trying to make is that we should know something about it. I mean, in, in what functional market is there no price comparison being made in order to understand the relative value of the things you are trying to buy or sell? Where does that happen other than in patent transactions? Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't agree more. I think um, <clears throat> the ironic part is all the people that fight so hard to keep these deals confidential are the same people that cry out for transparency whenever, you know, these... Well, it's the same people that want... It's the same people that want to invalidate <clears throat> other people's IP, right? I mean, as, as long as it's not your ox that is being gored, then it all works out nicely for you. I don't have an ox. Which is why you don't have to worry about this. Your, your ox is clearly not going to be gored because you don't have an ox. What does that do with anything? It's just about oxes and goring. And who cares about it? Yeah. The only people with oxen. Mm -hmm. Why so, is that the plural of ox, by the way? Does that make any sense? I mean, it makes more sense What's than the, what our producer is writing on the whiteboard. Yeah, I'm not gonna I can't even pronounce what he's writing. Super califragile. It's a, that Mary Poppins thing. Oh, that's good stuff. No, I, it doesn't make any sense. And and, and but but that's that, that's this whole thing. Like and, and it's funny. The Lemleys of the world want to make things so complicated. Well, it and, suits and their purposes. It, it certainly does. And to make things complicated and to obfuscate and to lie and say TC Heartland is all about EDTX or to say that the AIA is all about getting rid of bad patents. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. And it's a it's a smokescreen. And it's about people. Um, trying to overly complicate something that's very fucking You don't simple. need the Mark Lemleys of the world if you have transparency, right? Patents are not that hard. They're not that freaking hard. But people want to make them hard. It, it serves a certain subset, primarily of the legal profession, to have intellectual property viewed as something being incredibly complex and nuanced and only this particularly highly placed tier of individuals can possibly hope to grasp it and creates, what would Lemley be doing if it wasn't for the complexity in the patent space? Markets, law, prosecution, what, what would that cat be doing? Role-playing games, I guess. He loves those things. You want fries with that? Uh, he'd probably be good at that. You almost could not turn down a fry from a guy like that. If he was wearing a paper hat, think about that. Yeah. Could you turn down fries from him? Hello, ankle bracelet, right? Yeah. yeah you couldn't do it. Yeah. <clears throat> no. And he would be confined to him where he'd be wearing an ankle bracelet and an ascot. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, that's nice. That's glad we glad we covered that. 
Um, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. People make things too complicated. People try to take. That's why the fact that you even need Mark Lemley on CNBC is hysterical, um, because the reality is these things are black and white. And if you really want to have a true, transparent, patent marketplace, then you have to disclose what you pay to license patents, plain and simple. And all of these folks in these tech spaces that want to um, go out and take their patents and pull them together and have these deals where if they sell the patents, then everyone gets a springing license to them and all that, all this bullshit. All these companies should do is band together and say, for any patent licenses we sign going forward, we will disclose the terms. Period. How about that? Well, why don't they want to do that? You could write that on a fucking cocktail napkin, my friend. A cocktail napkin. I frequently have. Exactly yeah. those words. In several languages. You can fit it in several languages on one cocktail napkin if you're careful about where you start. Yeah. But why is it that transparency is... What, what, what is the motivation behind the lack of transparency? It, it, it's puzzling, right? Because these companies want to share their patents to the detriment of their shareholders. Mm -hmm. They want to pool their patents. They want... Uh, to license um, anyone in a consortium to any patents that are transferred out to a non-practicing company or a third-party company, but they don't want to share the terms of their patent license agreements with those same companies. You'll share the technology your company is built on, but you won't share the price you pay to license patents. It doesn't well, make any sense. It, it's because it doesn't match the storyline, right? The storyline is that patents are not valuable. The storyline is that patents harm innovation, that we shouldn't have patents, that innovation should be free, that no one should be recompensed for the effort they put forth to innovate, that the whole system is broken, patents are valueless. Well, you can't have that story if you're paying seven, eight, nine figures for patents. Can't do it. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's, that's why there's a lack of transparency. It works. They want transparency when they want non-practicing entities to have to record their ownership in terms of assignments with the PTO, but they are completely against transparency when it comes to what they pay for something because once you know what they've paid for it, the entire storyline, the entire made-up nonsense of patent trolls and the damage of the patent system and how it stifles innovation, which is just it is literally ridiculous. If you, that idea only makes sense if you don't think about it. And they wall off what they're actually paying because as soon as... Even someone completely uninitiated with patents at all, you just grab the average man on the street and say, there is an object, it's called a patent. Big tech, Google, Amazon, etc., would love for you to believe that it has no value. You understand that, Mr. Man on the Street? Yes, I do. Okay, great. They paid $100 million for a set of those. What do you think the average man on the street would say at that point, my friend? Wow, those are valuable. Correct. Yeah. And now your whole house of cards comes crashing down. Yeah, and it's just crazy. And, and it's, it, it's such a false narrative. Um, and, and the fact that you get these propaganda mongers, these, 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 these um, uh, mouthpieces for large tech companies that want to just take patents away from small companies and individuals like, like Lemley, um, it, 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 it's so hypocritical. And it's about time someone called them out on it. These companies have created a scheme where uh, individual inventors, it's too expensive to file a patent application and actually see it through. I mean, well, not only is that, I mean, that, that process is ridiculously expensive. But if you thought that it was, if you viewed it as an investment, 
right? So you say, I'm going to spend ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, and I'm going to get this grant of a property right, as it's been defined by the Supreme Court. I'm going to get this property right that's been signed, sealed, and delivered with the full faith and backing of the United States government. Full faith and credit, my friend. Full and faith credit and credit of the United States government. And I'm going to leverage my business based on that. I'm going to see multiples of a return. Okay, that's a business decision. But when you realize that once you've been given that letter patent and you theoretically have this personal property right with the full faith and credit of the United States, but then you're going to have to defend it again and again and again in front of the Patent Trial and Appeal Board in a in an Article Three court. Like multiple times. Multiple times. And the board can, just refuses to take <clears throat> notice of the fact that this is the th second, third, fourth, fifth time your patent has been before them on exactly the same grounds, right? They'll just go ahead and ring it back up. Right? Well, then, yeah, it becomes, it becomes an insane notion to pursue a patent. Which is why you see everyone filing in China, filing it. Those filings are up. Chinese filings are up astronomically. European filings are up. U.S. filings are down. And if you were to ask the Mark Lemmys of the world, the big techs of the world, the, the plaintiff or uh, petitioner side law firms of the world, why that is, they would just look at you. I, 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 I can't imagine why that would be. Yeah. Well, I, 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 there, yeah, there's a, there's a clear agenda here. And it's unfortunate that no one ever calls these people out on it. But that time is now, my friend. We are now doing that and, and uh, you know, by virtue of this platform. Again, we want to invite um, Thurston on to discuss some of these issues with us. Um, any of those law firm friends of his, at, uh, the, the big law firm that he's part of, we'd love to invite them on and have them um, participate in the, in the big show. But... Uh, I, I think that I think that question of, of transparency, and it all comes back to transparency. I I would be all for a regime that every license agreement related to um, any patents being uh, uh, licensed between two companies in an arm-length transaction has to be publicly uh, identified, um, public made, made available to the public. Um, not produced as highly confidential attorneys as only only in litigation, uh, and, and 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 at that point, I mean, it's sort of like the price of gold, right? If you're buying gold, it, it's a commodity. Um, you know what the price is per ounce, and you can go buy gold. But the problem is with patents these days, you can't, you don't have that same baseline of information, and when you don't have that information, you can't really accurately reflect what the market dictates as the value of a of a given of a given patent. And so the closer you can get to that, I think it'd be great if, if plaintiffs and defendants did the same thing. I, I Look, I am. this is not a defense of folks who abuse the patent system on the plaintiff side, folks that send out tens of thousands of demand letters and um, uh, seek to uh, extort ma and pa shops into patent licensing. Now, I haven't seen any examples of that. Um, but that's the narrative, and this is certainly not a defense of that. This is a defense of transparency, transparency uh, in terms of who owns a patent portfolio, transparency in terms of who has licensed a patent portfolio, and transparency in terms of what is the value tied to any licenses of a patent portfolio. All the way around, there should be full transparency, full information, uh, and, I, and I really think that's the type of thing that will help um, create a, a market for patent rights. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and obviously, transparency cuts both ways, right? Transparency is neutral. And so this is not an argument for plaintiff side. This is not an argument for defendant side. This is not an argument for patent owners or petitioners, infringers, non-infringers. It's, it's simply an argument that lends itself to the creation of an actual market for something that was intended to be transacted. The, the purpose of the patent system is to allow innovators to protect their innovation in such a way as to make it marketable so that they can get paid for innovating and manufacturers can then take those innovations and manufacture them and get paid for doing that. And if you want to be both an innovator and a manufacturer, God bless you. But if you don't, if you want to specialize in innovation or you want to specialize in manufacturing, then the patent system lends itself to allowing for that breadth of marketplace. You don't have to both innovate and manufacture. You can do one or the other. And that's a good system. It's a system the founding fathers recognized worked. It's a system that they placed a priority on when they created this great country of ours. And it's a system that would still work today. And transparency is a critical part of that system. And, and, and for anyone to say, oh, well, you know, you, you just want transparency because, you know, you're on the, you're on the innovator side. Well, that, that's true. I'm certainly on the side of innovation. But it's, it's, it's neutral, right? Transparency works both ways. So I, I don't see a counter argument to that. Yep. No, I, I think we're on the uh, we're on the, the same page here, and, and we would welcome uh, anyone on either side to, to whether it's a licensor or licensee to, to, to come on and talk with us about uh, some of this. But you know, th this is something that should be required by the SEC. This is something that should be subject to audit. This should be something that's publicly available, and this will take away ninety percent of the problems in the IP space. Now, granted, there's the issue of uh, uh, the, the PTAB and the patent death squads and Alice and more certainty that's needed there, but if you have transparency as to the patents that aren't falling into those buckets, you'll have a lot more certainty as to value and the market will be much more fluid. Well, and it'll even help with the resolution of some of those issues, right? So if you, if you look at a, I guarantee you, that within some of these notable transactions that we've seen of late, or even over the last couple of years, where you've got large transactions between, let's just keep it between operating companies. We can take the whole concept of the MPE out of it. When you have got large transactions between operating companies, if you look at some of those patents, anyone who knows the business is going to be able to look at those and say the PTAB would have invalidated that, right? Or look at those and say, well, that would have been found unpatentable or ineligible under Alice, right? <clears throat> and so... And yet, actual value has been exchanged for them. So those two, two things stand in sort of irreconcilable opposition. Right? How can you say, well, this, is, this thing is, it has no value because it is ineligible for patent protection, but oh, by the way, this operating company with expertise in the space was willing to exchange value for it. Or this would have clearly been found unpatentable by the PTAB, and yet... This expert in the technology was willing to exchange value for it. And so once you have transparency and you begin to see what is actually being paid for in a given technology in terms of a, a right regarding an innovation, it will help point to the gross errors that are being made by both the PTAB and its incredibly biased process and by courts trying to wield Alice in a way that makes any sense but just because of the baseline decision itself, cannot make sense. I have a, an update. Um, there's a new 
tweet from Professor Lemley. Best game ever. So sorry to see it end. Hashtag Horizon Zero Down. And there's a picture of what appears to be an Indian in a magical fantasy land. Wow. You think there are any patents in that? Do you think the PTAB exists in this magical fantasy land? Well, if it doesn't, then Professor Lemley's got nothing to do in there, right? Well, he must. He earned his trophy because if you look in the upper left-hand corner, yeah. he's played this game so much he's earned a trophy. All right. I don't understand that guy. Well, all I'm saying is he's got this magical... Look, he give the guy in credit. A world. Give the Now maybe I'm going to come around and agree with some of the stuff he says. I didn't know he earned a trophy in hashtag Horizon Zero Down. Maybe he'll... Maybe he'll capture the castle. Maybe. Next. That, you know? It could be. Yeah. Maybe he'll is get there, the Ring of Fire. Is there a castle? You don't know this. Do you have to find the end of the rainbow there? No, you don't know this. Yeah, I, yeah you're right. I'm, I'm, there's not much I know about. Fantasyland? Fantasyland. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend when I was younger. I know that's hard to believe. But he used to play the game with the die, the, the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. It seemed kind of creepy to me. But this seems to be taking this to a whole other level. Another? Other. Other, whole other, other. whole and whole other level. Yeah, but anyway, um, Professor Lumley is prancing through Fantasyland right now in, well, in more ways than in more ways than one. What's that? In more ways than one, I'm sure. Yeah. That's nice. Horizon Zero Down, huh? I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, maybe we can. I don't even know how you would do this. Best game ever. My two-year-old Checkers, daughter plays, nope, plays chess, the game where nope, she lines up poker, the, the nope. shapes to the. No. How about backgammon? What about backgammon? Backgammon? Nope. You know who used to like backgammon? Uh, Dick Nixon. Oh, yeah. Big backgammon player. He was. He was. And Domino's. Could be. I'll tell you what he wasn't. Wasn't a thief. He wasn't also playing Zero Horizon Down Zero. He doesn't have the background. He's not a talking head pad lawyer. I don't see any other people. He must have... He must have... Defeated all of the killed everyone people. in Fantasyland. Did he? Yeah, clever. You know what would be fun? He, everyone needs an achievement now and again. If that's where he finds his, good for him. Yeah. All right, hold on. We have a a, a, a text from our producer. Um, we will invent the PTAB game where we frolic around Wash DC landscape, shooting patents dead. Only we won't have an ankle bracelet on. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Great. Funny. Yeah. Well, some of that is kind of hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no but, one enjoys a good frolic like our producer. Oh, that is correct. And yeah. I, I hear he's a good tennis player, too. But small. That, oh, or the racket's big. Or you're, yeah. Or maybe he's at a distance. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, a, there's like a focal point issue there. Okay. And we've got, so now we've got a, a few minutes left. I think we've talked about... Um, Transparency. We've talked about the fact that, that you know there's the need to um, uh, actually explain to people what it is that it, the licensing value is through actual facts and not fake news. To no longer hide behind cloak and dagger bullshit. Correct. Um, and and you know also part of this is getting rid of all of these consortiums to kill patents and hiding behind like three layers of confidentiality and all that nonsense. But that's another. That's another podcast my friend that's another podcast could be two podcasts but we've got some uh you know as we say every uh week we rely on our vast and extensive audience 
Um, we now have, have re received word from our uh, producer that we're the number one downloaded um, patent podcast, which is incredibly um, uh, humbling for us. Sure, yeah. Um, and the fact that we're um, uh, in, that, in that place is, is, is a great thing. I mean, it's not surprising considering the competition sounds like it's being um, produced at a fucking funeral shop, right, yeah. by a couple of half-fucking-wits. Right. But, um, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, but we, we want to keep up the audience participation. Uh, we know that a lot of you are very excited about our summer series and the fact that we're going to be um, doing a, a couple of days at the IPBC Global in Ottawa. And um, Quebec, is it in Quebec or Ottawa? Quebec City or Ottawa? Ottawa. It could be either. How do you tell the difference? I have no idea, but I'm not driving. It's eight hours. Uh, it was the winter time. We could take a sled. Next year, it's going to be on Mars. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're not driving there. No. Yeah. But uh, my friend Big Bear will be up there. Oh, he will. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got Working some Working on the border. He's, he's, got, he's got some gig in uh, point-of-sale systems. But, no, we're, we're, so we're happy about the response. We've already got the dates set. Um, we're going to be doing live periscopes as well at these events, and, and we're going to do, like, meet-and-greets and, and uh, you know, everything that comes with it. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Happy hour, we'll do happy hours. And, happy and hours. Like. So we'll, but you'll, the point is you'll hear more about this as we approach those dates on IPWire. For those of you who are fans of the main lobster claws we will be again up there for the all-star game uh we will be up there at old richard beach for the uh, annual um picnic day um so we're excited about that correct um and, th and this year please make sure everyone brings their own condiments because we again ran out of mustard mustard last yeah. time um so we're excited about the summer we're excited about going to canada and, and taking this all on but we wouldn't be in the position we are as the number one patent podcast um, if we didn't uh, treat our uh, listeners to what they want. That's a little bit of... Give the people what they want, my friend. Viewer mail. Give the people what they want. Viewer mail. So the first um, uh, comes in, uh, first piece of uh, viewer mail comes in from Alex. Alex is in Northern California. And Alex says, uh, don't criticize horizon zero down i'm at approximately 50 percent right now quite good so far 50 he's at 50 percent the game's at 50 percent no no it's a little ambiguous isn't it alex what is I, he I, near the horizon this isn't this isn't an interaction I mean, he's literally just sent us that we have to good good for you maybe maybe he can catch up with know. the frolicking professor he, well not at 50 percent he can't the professor has a trophy you don't get those at fifty percent. Well, no, but I'm saying no. that I'm sure he'll be frolicking for a while, probably laying in the meadow or something, right? Uh, I don't know. It looks like there's a meadow in this fucking picture. Okay. Yeah. Is it a meadow or a lee? I, I don't know. That's okay. too, that's above my. I assume there's some role playing going on here, but I don't want to even get into that. No. It gets into strange things. Remember the movie no. Waterworld? That's for where example? you don't want transparency, my friend. You want complete, <clears throat> a completely opaque situation when it comes to role playing. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to nope. be in any. I don't want to participate. It's weird. I don't want to know. But I, I. Anyway, Alex, I assume if you hurry up, you can catch the professor further down the road. I'm sure he's 
He's just clicking just, his heels. Yeah, right. follow down the yellow bricks. Yellow brick road. Follow the yellow bricks, Alex. You can follow that. Yeah, you You'll can be follow fine. that motherfucker. Follow the breadcrumbs. Follow something. I'm sure there's a snack involved. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, next we've got Beatrice, which is the name of my grandmother, God rest her oh. soul. Um, Grandma B? Is that what you called her? Did she go be. by the full Beatrice? I called her Grandma. I don't know why this has to go down that Curious. Um, anyway, uh, this Beatrice lives in um, Wyoming. And Beatrice says, thank you so much for your podcast. I listen to it religiously. Um, but I have a question. I thought patents are public rights and records like land. Um, we should all get to understand uh, as much about them as possible. What's not transparent about patents, though? I don't understand. Well, everything other than the patent itself is not transparent. We don't get information on licensing. Um, you don't get litigate. You don't get information on value or what's paid. Sometimes uh, you don't even know who owns it. That's true, and that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. A patent shouldn't be licensable or enforceable unless the party seeking to license or enforce has filed uh, ownership papers with the patent office. Right? Agreed. And the patent office should be disbanded. Correct. Well, I don't know about all that. Do you think there's a patent office in this fantasy land that the professor's created? Well, no, because he's got a trophy, and so he has disbanded it, would be my guess. If there ever existed one, he's gone there, and on behalf of big tech that is lining his pockets, he's gone ahead and demolished it. The Horizon Zero PTO. HZPTO, they call it, I think. Well, that that is what it is. Um... Let's see here. So we've got another one um, here from Silicon Valley, and they're asking us, what can the Supreme Court do to uh, help with transparency? So I'll let you take that. The Supreme Court should stop trying to help with patents, period, would be my response. They seem to do an awfully bad job of it. I don't disagree with that. Plus, they may be running out of crayons. Well, we've established on prior episodes of this podcast that, indeed, crayons were used for some of the most recent opinions. That's correct. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, uh, shapes up. Okay, Nick from Pittsburgh. I'm an IP attorney, and my cat is a P-tabby. Get it? Here's a picture, and then there's a picture of a cat. Is it, in fact, a tabby? How, how the fuck do I know? I don't know what I don't a tabby know. is. He says it is. How do you even respond to something like that? I wouldn't. Let me ask you this. Here's a question for you. Would you rather be in this fantasy land with Professor um, Lemley in Horizon Zero Down, where he's earned a trophy? Oh, wait. So if you look under here, you can see the looming shadow. Go to the place of the sun is what it says here. Would you rather go to the place of the sun with the skipping professor, or would you rather hang out with Nick from Pittsburgh and his tabby cat? Is that it? Those are my only options? Those are the only options, but there's like there's more. Okay. All right. Um, the first option is already, you know what that involves. Yes. The second option is you have to stay with Nick and his cat for a week. A week? Mm-hmm. In his one-bedroom flat in Pittsburgh. Can I bind them and stuff them in a closet? Just live there with the cat? No. No? Got to live with him, too. Yeah. And he's an IP attorney. He claims to be an IP attorney. How does one get into Horizon Zero Down? Is there a doorway, a hatch? 
We'll get you in. Screen door. Why don't you just not worry about that? In this hypothetical, you're getting in there. All right. I'd probably go there. You'd go with the professor and skip oh, around? Yeah, I mean, look at him. He seems like a happy guy. Are I'm not going to hang out with a guy that owns a P-Tabby. Okay. I don't even know what that well, is. It's good we, uh, it's good we uh, cleared that up. Next, we've got Larry from Lawrenceville, Kansas. which That's is ironic. ironic. Yeah, I've heard about this kid's book, What Gives? Will There Be Pop-Ups? One, no. Uh, well, thank you, obviously. The kid's book will be out in time for the holidays. We'll have it at the um, uh, some of the fall events. We'll have the Japanese version uh, at the IPBC in Japan, uh, in China. you got to have a pop-up if you're going to do a Japanese version. Sure. You can put origami. I'm going to be very honest with you. If we try to, at this point, we're trying to... Um, Implement and, and design the perfect book for the future innovators of America, and just America. Why are we doing a Japanese version? And the whole world. Okay. And what we need to do is is make sure that this is a perfect vehicle to relay the message that innovation can be fun. Uh, innovation um, is something that shouldn't be for the elitists, like your friend, the professor, who's in zero doc hour. But it's really more about uh, making it available and accessible to everybody, right? The, the world of innovation is like a sandbox. Think of it as a sandbox, right? And what you do in the sandbox, you get in there and you, you develop things. Sandbox is really nasty. No, no, you're thinking of a litter box. You, 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 you have got your head still no, in Nick's no, no. apartment with the, the tabby cat. With the sandbox is the tabby cats get into the sandbox. This and is they all use about. It is a litter box. The, but back to, back, to Larry's, back to Larry's question. This is all about innovation is animation. This is all about the story of innovation over the past hundred or so years and a boy being transported back in time to places his grandfather had been and places where they're going to go. He so, and his grandfather. So what's interesting, and again, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you ruin this for me, so I'm not going to answer. I'm not here to be cross-examined by the likes of you, but what I'll say <laughs> to Larry is, that's the children's book. We can't do pop-ups, Larry. There, there are some things that I'm just not going to compromise on, and pop-ups distract from the overall theme of the book, I think. Well, that would be true if it had a theme. And with that... We'll wrap up. Oh this well, we have one more. We have one more. We have one more. Yeah, we have one more question, and this is from Ricardo and Ricardo. This is Ricardo from well, San Jose, um, and he says, "Have you seen the Ephesian Prince? If so, please have him meet me at the Palace of the Sun. I've just earned my trophy as well. I don't. Does anyone know what that? Nope. Means." Can't help you. But so, let Ricardo know if we do see, what would you say, the Euphesian? Prince. 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 How do you spell Euphesian? E-U. How he spelled it or how you spell well, it? I don't know. I, I can't spell it. It's how an E, spell there's it? a U, there's a P, and then there's an Asian. Huh. I'm not going to, look, this is, we're not going to make fun of the guy because he's playing fantasy. Oh, I'm going to make fun of him. Because he's playing fantasy role-playing in the Place of the Sun. made fun of him. It's done. I'm sorry, it's Palace of the Sun. Canon. It's in Palace of the Sun. Palace of the Sun? Yeah. Is that different? Is there a Castle of the Sun as well? This may be the best okay. game ever, according to Professor Lemon. The, the best game ever. Better than checkers, chess, tic-tac-toe. Parcheesi. Parcheesi. Clue. Any of them. Monopoly. Connect game Four. This is the game. Battleship. I, you know, Battleship, I always had the sense that everyone else was cheating because I was. You always move that thing around. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, folks, we appreciate you coming along for the ride as always. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the leading most downloaded, patent-related podcast, IP Frequently.